The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to New Dimensions with your host, Reverend Nicholas Barrett. Our identities are not labels, identifying who we are to others. Rather, they are found in God's riches, His likeness and character. We can discover our true selves and live the way He has intended for us to live. Now, here is Reverend Nicholas Barrett. Hello, welcome to New Dimensions. Wednesday has rolled around again, and I say again, it's like a vapor, like the speed of light. You know, I've got a great show for you today, and I'll call you friends, because if you've made time to be on this show, I'm really thankful whether you're listening to this live, which you can do on the wonderful Voice America Network, which is 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time each Wednesday, or whether you choose one of the many that actually listen to this on iTunes. It could be in your car, in a day's time, in an hour's time, in a week's time, in a month's time. You've taken time to be here, so we are friends, regardless space and time doesn't separate us. We all have a commonality, we're all born in the same source, and we all have a breath on our body, which means we have a mandate on our lives. I, you know, I could talk about gloom and doom, but I'm going to let the media do that, I'm going to let newspapers do that, and lots of people do that, because our life really becomes what our diet is, and that really can challenge the mind if you... Think about it for a second because the diet you eat can determine whether you have a belly line or whether you have a six pack, but at the same time, what you focus on can deter- determine whether you're stuck, whether you're stressed, whether you're worried, or whether you're full of hope and anticipation. So I slowed my mind down this morning. We're going to talk. The title for the show is Getting Unstuck, but I'll get into that a little bit later in this segment, but I I slowed my mind down this morning. I went to get a cup of coffee and I looked at the birds. I looked at outlines of water fountains and chairs and stuff. And immediately there was a presence that settled around me before I was in the conveyor belt. I was loading the car, putting my stuff ready to come to the studio to do the show. And the mind was going, you know, the the hamster in, in, on the wheel, as I've explained before. So I slowed that down, and all of a sudden there was a slowness in my breath, but a presence, and I connected to people in conversation in the coffee shop in a different way. Rather than being like a train going through a station, like a lot of us tend to be in our conversations because we're, we're always getting to the next thing or multitasking, I actually slowed the mind down and I was present. But this could help somebody Maybe if you've had a, a, quarrel, a quarrel with a spouse this morning or a rushed conversation, maybe their feelings have got hurt, maybe we're, even with children, this would help you when you enter a conversation, if you're entering in presence, or are you entering in a, in a speed at basically the conveyor belt of the mind, which is two different things. We're in our story when we're in the mind, but you know, it's, it's a great time of year. We're going to come back to what we're going to talk about on the show. It's a great time of year. There's so much positive. It's always ahead of us. But very often, 
we, we're so stuck in the things we feel we can't do, things that life has told us that we're not good at, people have told us we're not good at. We harbor all of this. And there's so many people in the past, and I'm going to mention a few, Beethoven actually began to lose his hearing at the height of his career. So he sawed off the legs of a piano and he sat on the floor just to feel the vibrations. He had to actually sit on the floor because he couldn't hear it. And really, Symphony 9 was made without a single note of him ever being able to hear it. You know, he could have given in to the mind chatter, to suicidal thoughts, helplessness. They could have overtaken us sometimes. But it became just another poetic poetic masterpiece. You know, Albert Einstein, Alexander Graham Bell, Leonardo da Vinci, Edison with the electricity, Walt Disney, Winston Churchill. They've displayed signs of disabilities like dyslexia. You know, they did poorly in school. They were told they were stupid, probably told by their parents they were unteachable and would never amount to anything. I mean, a lot of us are harboring those feelings. And I think, you know, they all went on to do some fairly impressive things. You know, we could have believed that negative voice that keeps us stuck. That's the smallest version of ourselves, but they didn't. And really, circumstances mean nothing. Limitations mean nothing. Obstacles mean nothing unless we give them permission. They tell you lies, but we have to give them permission to label ourselves with them. Something can only have value if we give, if, if, if we honor it, if we go by what it says. If something says, look, this is solid gold, what we do is we look at, or pure gold, we, we look at a stamp, whether it's 22 carat or 18 carat, but it's that stamp, which is the label, that gives us the reassurance that it is what it is. And our mind, our inner mind is very much like that. It will assure you, you'll never amount to anything or your marriage will fail or you'll always be single or stuck in a job that you don't like. It's not, that's not the reality, but your mind box makes it the reality. And Romans tells us about obstacles. Romans 8, 38, which is an amazing scripture, amplified version. For I'm convinced and continue to be convinced beyond any doubt that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor things present, listen to the words, nor things present or threatening, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth or any created thing will be able to separate you from the unlimited love of God. And that's really, in colloquial terms, his potential is unlimited for you. And nothing between the beginning of the journey of your life and the end of the journey of your life can come in between it other than your mind. So the mind is the tool. So really, we must stop putting our trust in the mind. We must stop putting our trust in people, our trust in news media or societal norms and trends as they are unpredictable. As you know, they're subject, look what's happened in America and in the world, they're subject to sudden changes, sudden, very surprising changes. So when we're putting our hope and we're putting our label based on those, we have no chance. We have no chance to have a stress-free life or have sleep disorders, Prozac disorders, alcohol, porn, anger, road rage. All of these things are coming because people are frustrated. They're stuck in the label that their mind has put on their lives, not the one God gave you, but the one the life gave you. So you really need to decide. God gave you life, and that was purposed for a gift, and what you do really becomes your gift back to him. So it's like we lease a car, and at the end of the lease, which let's say our life is a lease, when we go back to God, we hand the keys in, checks around the car, are there 
scores on the rims? Is it dinged up? How has that journey been? And that ultimately is it. Our journey will end, but it's what we make of it that's the key. So you may be in a season of challenge, but I want you to know that it's a tool to take you to the next level. I'm in a season of challenge, but I'm working it for my advantage. Otherwise, I wouldn't, probably wouldn't have gotten out of bed this morning and wouldn't be having the show with you. And I certainly wouldn't be uplifted if I listened to what other people were saying on my mind box. You know, I've challenged all of these things over the last 10 or 12 years, and that's why I'm, I'm here to shine light on you. I'm not smart, but I've gained wisdom from mistakes I've made that I'm hopefully not making again, but also wisdom from a, a God perspective. In other words, I've been in a helicopter looking at the forest, and I can see clearly because my life told me a lie, and the story um, limited me. It kept me very small by lack of success, not being good at this not being good at that the mind will follow you like a shadow it's the you know biggest foe so really wisdom will be subject to what you apply on an ongoing basis and somebody asked me what is wisdom and i said wisdom is what you apply on an ongoing basis yes i could get another doctorate to have two but ultimately if i'm sitting in a couch i'm going nowhere to start with and i'm not applying the wisdom so it's really what you have is what you apply on an ongoing basis and really, the pilgrimage of life is long and hard. You know, it all leads to an end. But the joy has to be always in the journey, not in the end. So I would always say, let your steps follow your heart. When you become uncomfortable with the unseen step ahead, you can become comfortable with a journey of possibilities. And I'll repeat that again. When you become comfortable with the unseen step ahead, your life can become a journey of possibilities. And really, if you go back and listen to that part of the show, if you are comfortable with the unseen, you have nothing to fear because all of our fears are not in things we've passed because we've overcome them by virtue of the breath we're taking. Otherwise, I won't be doing this show and you won't be listening, whether you're listening now live or you'll be listening in a week or a year's time. So it, the fear is always in the future. What will happen to my marriage? What will happen to my children? What will happen to my mortgage? What will happen to my health? What will happen to my parents? What will happen to my dog? All of these things are future. But when you become comfortable with those, perspectively, that's the only thing really you can do in life. You can be comfortable with the unseen and then have a journey of possibilities. When, when I really became unafraid to die, knowing that God's got me, he's got my back. And this really happened when I lost my dad tragically in 2008. And they're always around Christmas time. This was December 13th and uh, mother was in March. But what happens is when you truly accept that there's going to be an end, you can truly start to live. So that's really the land. <laughs> we could land the show on these things, but that's the beginning of, of what I've got. The title of the show, show is getting unstuck you know we can all relate to being uncertain of the future all of us can it's in our human nature you know the world is fast-paced and forever changing very often circumstances change so fast that they leave us fearful just like the person jumping off the plane it takes a while from jumping off the plane for the parachute to release. And within that time, we can be stressed. We can be overwhelmed. We've gone out of our depth, something we're uncertain of, something we're putting our trust and faith in the parachute. So if you are not prepared 
for a sudden challenge, you can get stuck. You can get gripped by the challenge. And you, you've heard of this expression, I'm gripped by it. What that really means is I'm emotionally paralyzed. You know, a spouse can leave you overnight. Obviously, it's developed over a long period of time. But when it happens, it seems overnight. Somebody can pass away tragically. You could lose a pet. Maybe a bank calls you like they did with me and, and said, we, we've taken some losses. This was about two years ago. These, these things happen very suddenly. So it's very much like a, the parachute. You're waiting for the parachute to open. So many of us will go through a season, even with a health problem, when we have a problem that just seems too big for us to handle. The experience that, experience that we have or the things that we faced before just don't add up to what we're currently facing. Very simply, I have not been this far before and I haven't handled. This is new for me, so I'm not prepared for it. You know, it could be a sick parent. It could be a sick spouse. Maybe your business is losing money or your job has given you notice for termination and you're concerned really about how you're going to keep going and how you're going to keep your family. These things are very real. They've happened to all of us, happened to me, happened to all of us. Another scenario is you've just had a baby and you're not sure if you need to move to a bigger home or how you'll pay for education or how you'll make ends meet. All of these things, even in the time of joy, we're gripped by these thoughts. It's our minds. It could be that you've been married for 20 or even 30 years and your spouse tells you they no longer want to be with you and they've demanded a divorce. All of these things I've counseled people in and I've been through not all of them, but some of them. Another could be you've been in an, in an abusive relationship and you're not sure how you can get out of it because you're stuck in it. Or for that matter, if you deserve better, your mind will always play on you. Do I deserve something better? That's why I know people that have been in abusive relationships for 15 or 20 years. Maybe they've had abuse in their childhood, so they reattract that in their adulthood. And there is a parallel to this. There's a psychomatic, psychosomatic trail for all our behavior that's rooted in the past. I've covered this in the show. But all of these things... So nearly every one of us has been in one of these seasons at one time of our life or another. It's just bigger than us, way bigger, and we just seem overwhelmed. You know, the first step is that your mind goes to worry. How are you going to get out of this fix? How am I going to get out of this? How am I going to repair it? How am I going to fix it? Or very often, we even try to deny it exists. It's so sudden that the mind doesn't want to handle it. So what the mind does is, and this is the self-protection mode, it goes into protection. It goes into denial. Well, this can't be happening. This is so soon. I, I can't take it. No, no, this is not happening. So just like when somebody sees a bad crash on the road, they, they all of a sudden, they're just completely paralyzed. I saw a, a cyclist yesterday the cyclist had gone, but everything was cordoned off. And I pray for this person that he's okay or she is okay, but it didn't look too good the way everything was called. But, you know, we, we're gripped by all these things. So during this time, you react mostly from your limbic mind, which is your emotional mind. It's always an emotional response to the current situation. That's how it's pre-programmed. So we go into something like this emotionally. In this time, your thoughts will be from your lower state of consciousness. As, as such, it will never give you clarity. It's never the most beneficial outcome. That's why we really need to raise our awareness to be aware 
of how we're programmed to response. So at this time, your thoughts have taken over, bringing with them some old stuff. This is all the old hurts or perceptions of limitations based of how you've handled previous circumstances. And then the outcomes based off them that you've taken on as your reality, because my reality really is what I've taken on as being an outcome of a previous circumstance and my perception is that limitation. So our inner voice is a very powerful factor. It acts like a committee, the one that creates almost a constant monologue. It's like a movie playing the whole time. Many people are not even aware of its presence as it's so deeply ingrained in us. It can be like background music in an office or cafe. And after a while, you don't even notice it. You know, you're sitting in the coffee shop or, you know, you get your computer out. The music is irritating. And then you've been there for a while. And what music? So, however, it has such powerful dominion over you and me. It knows your weaknesses. It knows your habits, the places that you get stuck in, in the private parts in your lives, the private areas, your personal areas, your financial areas, your addiction areas. It knows where we run to in our head in times of challenge. When we're faced with these difficulties, we always run somewhere. We run to either an addiction or we run to a habitual thought mind pattern. And all of these things, I call them saboteurs. They are grand saboteurs of a grand scale, but we, we're not aware of them. You know, it's at these times of testing that it becomes our greatest foe. It critiques you, makes you feel wrong, makes you feel guilty or inadequate in some way. If it were a friend on Facebook, you'd certainly unfriend it. But since it's become an ingrained part of you, you're stuck with it. It's like a nail that won't come off. It's, it's always there. This is why we get discouraged. We get depressed. We get cynical. It's hard to remain positive. Remember, as your thoughts are always pulled in a negative direction by nature, by default, remember 90% of your daily thoughts are repeated with 85% of those being negative. I call them ants, which is automatic negative thinking. Ouch. You know, how the heck do I get my thoughts? How do I get rid of these thoughts? But we'll talk about it later. The best way I can describe it is, is similarly is like this. The contents of your life becomes very much like a suitcase with all of your past experiences, your perceptions of them then being placed in it. What then happens is you walk the rest of your life out carrying it around with you, unaware that it influences your decisions, and on top of that puts a false limitation that you then label yourself by. You know, many of us live our entire lives by making our decisions and choices out of it. It's become our individual self-contained reality. It's also become your go-to story as the movie plays continually in your head and it scripts out how it thinks a problem will play out and often confines its outcomes and truths to those limitations. This is why, this is really the way of living that creates, it creates so much stress for you. It pushes you to worry you know, about what may happen tomorrow, what may happen next week, all of these scenarios. And the result is that we very often, we're fearful about things. We're worried about things that happen that may happen but very often most of the things we worry about don't even happen so i mean really stress is like paying interest on something that's not even going to happen why do it but we spend so much time doing it your thoughts become a habit uh, and really are sustained by a repeated cyclical pattern of thinking we've got a lot to chew on i'm going to give you a break and i'm looking forward to coming back with you in 
the next segment. God bless you. I love you all. And thank you for making this a part of your time, part of your life. Thank you. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to share success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Hear about personal growth, building a better business, inspirational life stories, and personal branding. You'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. How do you define work? Is it that mundane Monday through Friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you? Or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment, achievement, and purpose? If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. There are all kinds of inspiring work-life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working on Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. tuned in to New Dimensions. To reach Reverend Nicholas or his guests today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to nbarrett28 at yahoo.com. Now, back to New Dimensions. Welcome back, friends, for the, for the second segment. I hope you're enjoying the show. Really, it's a blessing and a privilege to be able to do this and just have the heart that God's given me to want to help other people. But it, also you being here and sharing this time with me, it's really important that I do this. So I only get really an hour a week to do this and can, can only the whole idea really is to sow seeds, to sow seeds that have an opportunity to then fall on fertile ground, which is your mind, which can then expand your life. It, it then grows. A thought doesn't change your life, but it's the growing of that thought that predicates for things to start moving forward. So it's a process, not an event. We're all looking for events. We're looking, well, Reverend Barrett can, or Nicholas, can you bullet point 10 things in 10 seconds and then I change my life? Well, it's taken me 10 years to get here, actually my whole life to get here, but 10 years of focusing on what I'm doing to be able to do this. But it's a process and we really must enjoy that. If a sculptor does something in 10 seconds, it will not have the value it has, not only to him, but in the marketplace. It's the process that it really is the joy. And that's what takes time to perfect something takes time. Perfection really is is a process. So we have to embrace that. But if you want to find out more about my book, it's called Get Out of Mind Jail. I would recommend it for the price of a coffee and a muffin. It will just go a little bit further than we do in these shows as far as expanding the mind. The mind really is the jail, not the life. And I'll repeat that again. The mind is the jail, not really the life. So we're talking today all about our thoughts, how our thoughts can become stuck because situations and circumstances really are greater than us, greater than our previous experience. And we're going to talk more about now about thoughts. Why are 
why is our thought pattern detrimental? I mean, you may ask, well, those are my thoughts. Why, why is it detrimental the way I'm thinking? So when you're faced with an area in your life that you feel trapped, your mind is always, always rushes to complain. It rushes to find blame. When it runs out of solutions, then these appear to be the most attractive options at the time. You know, let me not look at my part because it's easier to look at someone else in the part and then think they're to blame for my misfortunes. It's fine to complain at times, you know, when you've been in a coffee shop and come out in your, of your car, in, into your car and someone's blocked you in, of course you should go inside and inquire who is it. Please, can you go and move your car so I can get out of my spot? That's fine. It's an example of a warranted complaint. But when you're in a situation where you're still making up your mind and you don't know where to go next and the voice in your head begins to complain about everything else, even things unrelated to the situation, and it happens, it spirals. That that's why I say your diet, your diet's not just your food, but it's what you put your mind on. That's our diet. Anything we ingest through our mouth, eyes, and ears, ears, any orifice, what you hear, eyes, what you see, mouth, what you eat. So the government, how bad our finances are, how your life wasn't supposed to turn out this way, and how everybody but you seems to figure things out, how they all have a better life, they all have a better marriage, they're all making more money. It's something I hear a lot in people. So complaining adds nothing but heaviness to us. It gives us a heavy suitcase to carry around a burden. So while you're trying to figure it out, what to do, and it really prevents you in many cases from taking any action at all. Sometimes we just stop in the complaining of how bad things are, and that's a lot of how media is doing. They're complaining with no solutions because complaint never has solution. Proactivity, looking at things with a, with a plan to solve them, that brings solution. But very often we get comfortable. You know, we get comfortable with our thoughts. So really we need to get uncomfortable with our bad thoughts and then create good ones. We need to break the pattern. We need to break the pattern of thinking. You may ask, how does all this start? I mean, everything has a beginning. Ever wondered why you think the way you do? You know, we all start life the same with no prior experience. We're all born with a blank canvas. We then become influenced by all the things around us, you know, our families, society, cultural norms by the media, with all of this creating an imprint in our mind. It's just very much like a recorder. What we've experienced and what we hear leaves a recording. And this in turn forms an automatic, basically an automatic response to various circumstances or things we encounter and all the things in our lives. We base our responses based off of those. So the things that we do on a daily basis become an unconscious way of living. We don't think about getting in a car and driving. We don't think sometimes about typing keys in a computer or writing or making a phone call or answering it. These things become automotive or sipping on some water, um, the things we do become really totally unconscious, meaning we're so prone to doing them or programmed to doing them, we become unaware. It becomes like an autopilot. So we think the way that we do, and out of that, we behave the way we do. So it becomes habitual as it really becomes a default mode way of living life. So the more aware part of our mind is, is at the front. It's called the prefrontal cortex. This is the more conscious part. This is the rational part, the analytical part of the mind, the mind that thinks things through, the mind that doesn't just take something and then act on it. 
So those thoughts are the ones that you're really more aware of, the ones you think on a conscious level. However, the way you live your life out is like a car, much like a car or a plane on autopilot, on cruise control. We're actually living very much on a habitual thought pattern, influenced really by our emotional mind. Most of those things are emotional reactions to things. We can only see how the media is going. It's reactive. Everybody's accusing and blaming and and conversations amongst people are very much like that. It's gone into reactive. I said we're in a limbic zone at the moment. In other words, everybody is a re, in a reactionary zone. They're all in their heads and their story. So that filters through and this is why it's so negative in our society. It filters through mostly negative things. As the world is really not in faith, the world is living in fear because it's in separation from God. It's fallen. So the experiences that we mostly store and channel are mostly from negative experiences, mostly from negative thoughts. So very few of us indeed are dwelling on positive experiences we've had before. Very few of us are dwelling on, well, I had this great time with that person or with this family or look at the dog, look at the smile, because we're so programmed to look at the bad. There's so much great around. Just look at even the cloud formations, even the 10,000 varietals of birds. I mean, all of those things are way greater than we can even think of, but they all blend in. They blend into our, really our gaze. We have like blinkers on because blinkers on because we're focused on our life, which is, which we've made mostly bad because the story in the suitcase is stored up with these bad comments. All of these bad things our mind is telling us. So we've really got to be very, very careful. You know, there are many of those in, in our society, but the way that we're programmed is to conform to negative patterns of the world. Look at the political campaign. Look at the front page of any newspaper in the world. I'm not just talking about here in the United States. I'm talking anywhere in the world. You know, bad news abounds. If I put the good news, if I start a good news channel, let's say New Dimensions joins CNN, Maybe I should do that. Maybe if, if a director of CNN is listening, I'm looking actually for large platforms to put my messages, particularly the race messages, because racism and all of these things is disunity, but it's also come from people's mind box. The one thing that can save our world, I'm believing, from all of this badness is be transformed by the renewing of the mind. God knew it all. He knew we'd got messed up because that's how it was planned from the beginning. It happened from the first Adam and Eve. And be transformed by the renewing the mind, really, is our only chance. Because when I think differently, I behave out of my thoughts. So there you are. That's food for thought for somebody. I was just coming off, off pattern a bit today. But I believe it's needed. I really do. Um, I've got a heart for it. We've got a lot of messages, really, that people can hear. And I believe it's really needed, at, particularly at this time, particularly at this time. We're in challenging times, but I refuse to label my, uh, my life and, and your life by the challenge. I believe hope is always greater, faith is always greater, and love and ultimately God is always greater. So the way that we're structured chemically in our human nature, and we're then influenced by news media to focus, focus on those things, you know, terrorism. ISIS, bombs, divorces, rapes, um, fights in car parks. That was on the news media, car chases. All of these things are saturating the media right now. And they always have been, except we're more 
sensitive right now because of what's going on. I mean, there's heightened sensitivity to aggression at the moment. So existentially, this goes on. I'm not going to say we can ever deny it. There will always be bad in the world. And I tell you why, you know why bad is good? Bad is good because good is there because of the presence of evil. Love is there because of the presence of hate. God's hope is there because the presence of people being lost. Uh, health is there because the presence of illness. Light is there because of the presence of dark. Sun is there because of the presence of clouds. So we need all of these things existentially to exist. But when they form our emotional thought patterns, it affects our opportunities. I'm saying it, it's got, it's going to be there, but when it's part of our regular thought patterns, it will affect all of your opportunities. It affects our relationships, our interactions with people, the way we live our life out, the way we drive on the streets, the way we interact when the phone rings. Or what's going to happen? Is it bad? Is it bad? When a credit card company calls you, immediately think that they're going to close the card down or something's going to happen. Or even when a policeman, it happened to me two days ago, a police bike came out of an alleyway and all of a sudden I hear a voice. Do you understand? Do you understand? Pull over, pull over. They were actually speaking to a lady alongside me, even though he was right behind my car. I could have easily have gone into that mode. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, what's happening? But I didn't. I said, yeah, I'm calm. If it's me, it's me. If it's not, it's not. So it really affects how we respond with our emotional reactive mind really affects our life. It's like living your life through a haze of negativity. It's like a Picasso painting really with a neck curtain put in front of it. I can't see it for what it is because my mind's the curtain. It's blocking it. So it's obscuring really the glory of what I was telling you earlier in the show of, of what's present, the, the, the amazing birds, the amazing formation of the clouds. All of these things are there, but our mind just doesn't let us see it. The great thing is, and I, I, I love these Bible verses because they really are, they apply People tell me, well, they're old-fashioned. No, they're not, because people have always had the same problems, emotional problems, mind problems, addictive problems, anger problems, financial problems, and health problems. Those are not out of fashion, because that's humanity. It's always been that way. Wisdom's not out of, out of style, because we need it. We need something more than being bombarded by our news media about how bad things are. Something more than statistics that tell us we don't have a chance beyond this, beyond that. We're not a statistic. We're an individual. So we must really embrace it at this, at this moment in time. Romans 12.2 tells us, be transformed by the renewing of the mind. Be in this world, but do not conform to its patterns, which are fear, which are stress, anger, suffering, division, racism. I can go on lusting all of these things. Be in the world, but, do, but renew the mind. In other words, don't have a diet of those things. The mind can be programmed much the same way as putting a new software in your MacBook. It could be a MacBook Pro, but when you put a new software from Yosemite to um, Yosemite, from Yosemite to Maverick, or you go to Lion, your, yes, your hardware, your shell is the same, but because your mind's been reprogrammed, it's going to function differently. The functionality will be different. The way it responds to 
applications to situations will be different. So very simply, when you're in a stuck mindset mode, you're restricted and controlled by that emotional mind and you get much less out of your life. You you get much less out of what God created you to do. You're a 200 mile an hour road car, but your thoughts, which are based off those automotive negative thoughts, have put you on a cruise control and you're only at 70 miles an hour potential. So I'm driving my car. Yes, it was given to me by God at 200 miles an hour, but I can only do it drive at 70 miles an hour. Why? I mean, why do you think we're very restricted the way? Why do you think so many people are suffering? You know, sleeplessness is going up. Road rage is going up. Medicare suicides amongst certain age groups are going up. All of these things is because we're suffering because we're operating with the conditioned mind. All of the world's suffering is from the conditioned mind. It's not the one that God gave you. So very simply, it's like training an abdominal wall. We have to really work on the mind. I have to work at not being a, 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 a jerk. I have to work at not reacting to people. All of these things, I do them not because I'm any better, but because I diligently work at them. Just like a runner gets ready for a marathon, he'll eat certain foods. We have to be diligent. We have to be consistent but and know it's a process. And know that we're going to make mistakes, know that we are going to stumble, know that we're going to have bad days. That's fine, but that doesn't define your life. You could be a div- a, getting a divorce, but you're not a divorcee. You can be an addict, but it doesn't mean your life is going to be an addiction. You can be depressed, but doesn't mean you can't be joyous in the morning. You can have low finances, but doesn't mean you're not going to be able to make money in the future. You could be sick, but it doesn't mean that you're not going to arise healthy one day. All of these things can be done. And Ephesians 4, 2, 3 tells us, be made new by the attitude of your mind. So friends, the only way we can change is by changing our mind. That's why I'm spending so much time on the show really honing in. We're going somewhere. We're all at the bottom of K2. K2 is the mountain for the backdrop of the show. And we need to know that we're all on this journey But we need to know we have all the tools we need to be successful. We need not listen to the mind. We need to listen to renewing it, but also listen to the mind of God, the one he gave us. We're going to take a break and then we're going to start the final segment, which is always, as I say, the first segment, because it's when I have information I've either listened to or heard, I then apply it. And that becomes what I'm using. But it's been great talking to you and I look forward to talking to you in the next segment. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Make Life Work with Kathy Ellis is a mix of insights into human behavior about how we shape the culture and the culture that traps us and ideas on how to get out of our own way. Kathy has plenty to talk about from becoming true individuals to growing as a society. And she has some ideas for making business work, how family work, relationships work, and even how to get the kids to literally do more work. How to Make Life Work. Tune in every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. Women in Sport has come a long way in a reasonably short time. 
In the 1950s, most women's sport was casual, recreational competition, followed by snacks or a light lunch. Today, women's sport is competitive, powerful, and in the mainstream. Whether it's collegiate, Olympics, or professional leagues, tune in to Women and Sport The Long Road Up, where you'll discover the path that women's sport has taken over the past 50 years and more. Featuring your host, Carol A. Oglesby. Listen Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. tuned in to New Dimensions. To reach Reverend Nicholas or his guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to nbarrett28 at yahoo.com. Now, back to New Dimensions. Welcome back, friends. We're scaling. We're in the final segment. These shows really fly by. It's about you know, 30 hours of preparation for me really mentally to get ready for them to give you new content because, you know, I've, been, I've done about 60 hours of podcasting, which is really almost three days. You could listen to me for three days, not like you'd want to, but it's available if you can. You can put me on on a Monday and have me till a Thursday constantly, but they, they take me out of my mind box, but I want to do content that's really going to inspire you. We cover a lot of topics Next week, I'm actually going to cover about others' perception and self-perception. We're going to talk a bit more about why I think the relationship between blacks and whites in America is dysfunctional. It's about solutions, not about reactivity. And I think when we, it's all going back to what we're saying today. We're so programmed to do this that unless we break our thought patterns, we just get comfortable in our thoughts. So really, we need to get into the uncomfortable to then be able to challenge them. So. Connecting to stillness and presence, how will that help me get out of my current thought pattern? How do we do this? One way is to start recognizing that the voice in your head, the one that you hear on a daily basis, is the one that you're able to stop thinking. It's not the one you hear. Your life is not really what your voice is telling you, the one you hear in your mind, but you may be able to stop thinking when you can just break it. I want to stop my thoughts, but I need to break them. You need to challenge yourself. So what my voice is saying, it may be saying that, but it's not really what my life is. Ask yourself, what problem do I have at this current time? This will break the cycle of your automatic thinking because you'll have to stop and challenge it. You'll have to say, all right, right now, I don't have a problem. For example, at this very second, you haven't lost your source of income. You may lose it down the road. Nobody knows the future. But at the present moment, your business is covering your monthly or weekly outgoings. Yes, you still have may have a challenging situation that may require your action later. But that's not an Im- immediate problem right now. Just ask yourself that. It will be an event and not the condition of your entire lives. And I think that's where a lot of us, again, when we don't break the thought pattern, a problem then becomes not just an event, but it becomes our entire day, our entire month, our entire year. And if we're not careful, when I counsel some people, it can become our entire life because we're in that container. So when we're in our story, our whole life becomes really a continuous problem. We're always feeding it. And 
You Are Not Your Thoughts was a show you may like to listen to. I think I did that about a month ago, You're, You Are Not Your Thoughts. It will give you more of a, a way. I don't have time in the segment to do it, but your life becomes really the story that you then follow around with. It becomes your go-to. So should a problem arise right at the second then we can do something about it, but we need to go with the mind that there is a problem. Once you become aware of your actual situation, which is not what your inner voice is telling you, then you can stop all the struggling because we're mostly struggling by what our inner voice is telling us, by what, we, what it tells us when we're interacting with people, by what it tells us when we're looking at media, and worse still, what it tells us when we're in the car and on our alone times. See, we're never alone because that's playing always in the background. That's where the struggle is. So the situation exists. You don't have to worry about it or drink over it or cry or debate or ask people for advice. You can stop resisting it because that was making you sick. It's the resisting of that voice. Your own thinking about the situation, not the situation very often makes us sick, not the situation. It's what we think of it. So you need to become really a spectator of your thoughts and not a participant. If I'm looking at something and not going with it, not running with the thoughts, which are like a dog on a leash, which is how most of us can be, you can observe them and not get caught up in them. Very, very different. I know they're there, just like this morning. I knew some thoughts were there, so I stopped, looked at objects and skies and birds, and all of a sudden, boom, I was in control of my life again, not the thoughts. So you could become more aware of your present moment. Just like I told you, my breath uh, slowed down. It's infinite power and potential because you're no longer living in the confines of your story. You know, there must be stillness, which is a slowing down of the mind. I mean, the mind works at about 60,000 thoughts per day, roughly. It's very fast, isn't it? To then be able to connect to being present to the moment you're in right now. The potential is now, not in the past, not in the future. But you need to slow the mind down so it can be fully present to that potential. This in itself will bring a big change from the frenetic way most of us live our daily lives out. We're always rushing to another thought rushing to another thing. But unfortunately, if we're not conditioning our mind properly or dieting properly with what we're focusing on, we're rushing to the next detrimental bad thought. That's when people sometimes come to a meeting out of their car, the mind is so fast, the heart's beating, they're sweating, they're going up escalators. Oh, if this, why is this escalator so slow? Why is this person in front of me? Well, they are they're still going to be there. How is that meeting going to be? We're painting the entire movie. And it's very true. I think all of you can relate to this. We're painting the entire movie before we've even seen it. So be present to the moment. Let the life play out without you editing it and, pre and, and really fast forwarding it, because that's what many of us are, are doing. It's like fast forwarding something a day in an hour. Be in it because it's right now, right here. You don't have the future. You don't have the past. You have the present. But with your current way of thinking, you don't fully have power in the present because if I'm not still and present in the present. I have a diluted version. It's like being half sitting on a chair and half sitting off very simply. So, in fact, you're able to go on with your normal daily activities, and that's really where your intuition comes in, because when you connect to this stillness, you connect to 
a more creative intelligence that's the higher part of you, the analytical thinking part, where all the talent is, where all the really all the stuff, the creativity in you, the love in you, all the best parts of you are really available at that higher level of you. So very often we need to increase our capacity to think at a different level. And this will really increase your capacity so you can bring more out of you. So when we're Everything we everything we have is inside of us. So when you're present and still, you can bring more out of you. So very often the right decision then arises. But you're thinking differently. So your right decision becomes spontaneous. It may not happen immediately. It may, ti- may take time for you to go back to your old habits, those comfortable thoughts, and to continue breaking them. But in this time period, it gives your intuition the room and silence it needs to surface. We need to create a change to make that happen, to make that silence and stillness come. It will not, as I say, it's a process, not an event. So breaking, you may like to listen, breaking those thought patterns. So we need a thinking action plan. I would say set aside time every day to do like you do with your business. Do an inventory of your thoughts like you do with your refrigerator before you go grocery shopping. You see what I need so I can not get duplicates of what I have, but I can replace what I need. So as in any area of your life, it's when you take an inventory that you reveal what you need and very simply don't need. Just like a storage facility that's overloaded. If I haven't used clothes for a year, maybe I can give those away. If I haven't used these books, maybe I can give them away. It's when we take an inventory of our thoughts that we can discard the ones we don't need and keep the ones we need. You may have had tools in that storage box at a time you moved into your new home, but for this season, you no longer need them. So they're redundant, just creating clutter. You know, your thoughts can be very much the same. You may have been going through a divorce or may have been going through an illness, but those thoughts are just cluttering your mind. You don't need to, um, you need to make certain really your thoughts are lining up to the season you're in, not to the season you were in or the season you may be going in. And that's where a lot of us are. Our thoughts are either on what's happened before that was bad, that worked against us, or what may happen in the future that will also be bad. And the present gets jealous. The present gets jealous when we focus on the past or on the future. So really, taking old thoughts will give you the same results in really in the new season. Same day, I hear a lot of people saying the same day, different chapter, or new day, same chapter. It's same old, same old. We're, we're living. That's These expressions really are very sad, and we live in them. You, you see people, they shrug their shoulders. Ah, just another day, just another day. They're taking the same thoughts to a new day, to a new season. So we need to change, and this is for somebody. You're in a 2006 default mode when it's almost 2017. Yes, it was bad. The addiction, the divorce, the death, the burial, the loss, the sadness, the disappointment, the betrayal, it was bad, but it doesn't define you because your future is now and greater things will come in you. So a new day with all thoughts, Get it out of the way. Put that in the trash can. Really, it doesn't work. So be purposeful about what you think about. Think about what you would like your life to look like and line your thoughts up to be in alignment with that. If I want my life to go a certain way and my thoughts are not lined up, it will not do. It's like setting out on a journey for China from Australia and setting the the radar on the plane 
off by one nautical degree will end up in London as opposed to China. So those things make a big difference with our life. So you need to be aligned with where you want your life to go. If you want your business, if you want, let's say, your own business, focus on the skills and talents that you have. As when you put your focus on what you have, very simply, you get more. When I focus on a lack in time, it will impact my thoughts to bring me scarcity living. Two people can have exactly the same money. They could be next door neighbors. One is living in scarcity. One is living in abundance. It's only really our mind. Thinking that you don't have the money, the ability, or comparing yourself to others who may have established their business before, it will cripple you really in your stride. Even with the best intentions, when we're focused on those things, the intangibles, we'll never have the life God designed for us. You'll have your own designed life, which we know will not be one that will bring you the best. It will not bring you the fruits of love and joy. Very simply, we need to retrain the mind and renew and recondition it, just like anything else. Yes, we had it before, but it needs renewing, needs reconditioning. We couldn't renew the mind unless we had the mind. So you must take your mind off lacks, off comparisons, off improbabilities. As you'll create a stress-filled life, it'll just spiral into cynicism, tiredness, stress, anger, road rage, maybe these addictive behaviors, alcohol, pornography. They're all on the increase because of this way of thinking. So put your focus on opportunity. Ask God to open the doors that will make it then manifest in your life. Faith really will not move God's hand. It will align you to receive the victory that he's already won for you. In the same way, if you want to get married, if you put your focus on your loneliness, it'll set you up for more. Use the alone season to become a better version of yourself and, and a time and a pos- position for you for the right partner. Do you get caught up in the woes me syndrome in other areas of our life? We, we're all woes me, how bad things are. This will just can only get you depressed and downhearted and you'll end up putting yourself on sale. You'll end up sacrificing uh, yourself for a job you could have got or an opportunity you'll talk yourself out of. So you're created for way more. It's better really to be in your own company than in the wrong company. If you're in company that's dragging you down, choose being alone with your prayer time or your quiet time, whatever you do to to restore yourself. Ultimately, whether you decide one way or another doesn't really impact your life. It's if you're present when you make a decision, then you'll be present in the next situation and ready to make the right choices as other challenges come up. So it's really positioning yourself to be present, which is your higher version of yourself. But the ultimate importance is not what you do, it's how you do it. It's the state of consciousness that brings you to this process, which hopefully will let you feel the aliveness and potentiality in all your experiences. So, and I'm going to close up on this, we need to be imminent and transcendent at the same time. In other words, imminent, we need to be present in the moment and transcend these problems all at the same time. So current and effective in the world, but do not follow its standards of fear, its standards of media, its standards, really emotional standards or ethical moral standards. So this is the world and not of the world. So we're in it, but we're not being sucked into that story. So focus on your mind, take yourself out of that reactionary phase, and then use a technique called stop, which is really stop, think, observe, and pause. Stop, right? Think about what you're going to do, look around, slow your mind down, and then proceed. 
if I'm thinking about how I'm going to respond to something, I'm not responding automatically. I'm responding from my higher self. I have better relationships, better marriage, better meetings, better opportunities, a better life. The life is there. The current moment you're in is the only one you have. It's the most important moment in your life. So be present, act in a state of presence, set yourself up for the next greater dimension of you. It's been a joy sharing this. I love you all. Love God very much. Thank you for making this possible. And we will meet next week. And it's going to be another great show. Have a wonderful day and a wonderful week ahead. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of New Dimensions. Please join Rev. Nicholas Barrett again next Wednesday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a blessed week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.